What it do? What it do? What it do? What it do? Once again, it's your boy B to the L A double K A. What's my name? Blacker. And I'm here today, y'all, on this glorious morning. As always, it's kind of cloudy outside. Rained a little bit, but uh, I think it's gonna be a pretty good day overall. Um, before I start off with my topics today, once again, um, I just want to thank everybody once again for uh, your donations, your subscriptions, and also just listening, even if you haven't subscribed or donated. I still appreciate the fact that you guys are out there listening to the topics that I speak about on a day-to-day basis. Um, I started my podcast on January the 22nd. And if if you haven't checked out any of the past podcasts, <clears throat> excuse me, if you haven't checked out any of the past ones, um, please feel free to do so. Um, I will keep them posted for as long as I have this podcast, which I intend to have it for quite a long time. Now, enough about me, and let's get to some of these topics of today. Now, I don't know if y'all remember, um, a year ago, it was uh, a family that was on a cruise boat. And the grandfather had the uh, his granddaughter um, in like the kitty section while the parents was elsewhere or whatever. But nevertheless, it was like uh, I guess about eleven feet in the air, and uh, he had set the uh, toddler, who was eighteen months at the time, on a wooden beam that he thought was uh close enough to a window to where she could just sit up there and wouldn't fall now why did he do that i'm not sure but he did anyhow um the grandfather was charged in the granddaughter cruise ship death and he accepted a plea deal um he's accused he was accused of dropping his granddaughter from an 11th floor window off a cruise ship that was docked in puerto rico last year um the accuser Name is Salvatore Anello, and he's the grandfather of baby Chloe Wigert. Okay, that's what it is. Baby Chloe Wigert. And by accepting the plea deal, he's been uh, free of all charges, and he doesn't have to do any jail time. Now, I could understand from both sides. I mean, you know, I remember this story like it was yesterday. And the grandfather was visibly upset. He was on ABC uh, Good Morning America is where I saw him do the interview with this lawyer. And uh, you could tell that the man, you could tell that it was an accident. Like, I don't think the guy purposely intended to kill his granddaughter, you know. And, you know, if he was intending to kill his granddaughter, he probably would have did it some other kind of way as opposed to dropping her 11 feet uh, onto a deck where she died from impact um but nevertheless he took the plea there and and at first he wasn't going to take the plea there and i can totally understand that because to take the plea there means that you are admitting guilt to something that either you didn't do or something that you felt like you know it happened but you weren't guilty of whatever took place but nevertheless he did take the uh plea deal and uh, I just hope everything works out for him. The one good thing about it is that the family did stick with them from 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 the time of the daughter's death until you know 
all of the court cases, all of his court hearings and things of that nature were done with. And it's crazy, man. Like, I, I, have, a, I have a granddaughter that's primarily the same age as baby Chloe was when she uh, fell to her death. And you have to... I'm, which I'm quite sure he knows. It was it was a, it was a mistake, you know what I'm saying? I mean, apparently, you know, the prosecutor and the judge or whatnot, the jury thought that it was a mistake or whatever. But he didn't have to do any of it, like have a trial or anything, because he went on and admitted to guilt. And a lot of times, man, these prosecutors they shoot for the guilty plea, even if they themselves know that you're, you know, pretty much innocent, because. Having convictions on their record looks really, really good, you know, and and it's, it's, it's crazy that, you know, that's what they go after a lot of times, whether you are guilty or not, you know, if they can, if you place yourself in a situation a lot of times to where you have to deal with the court systems, um, sorry to say, you got to play by their rules, and this coming from a person that knows, man, I've been locked up twice, I've had court cases for child support i've had court cases for driving all kinds of things man so i know how they play the game man and and, you know it's fucked up but at the same time a lot of times i just feel like we put ourselves in that situation but nevertheless though um i just hope there's peace and tranquility in throughout the family and you know i know it's gonna be hard for them to get on with their lives because you know this this been an ongoing thing pretty much since she was uh you know she fell to her death so our hearts are with baby chloe our hearts are with uh the grandfather and the family and you know i just hope that they can continue to live the rest of their days in peace and hopefully something can bring them joy and happiness once again in their life maybe even another little baby who knows and aside from that uh, so Vanessa Bryant caught a little flack on social media because she didn't mention Kobe's parents in, in her speech now you know this is where I really get pissed you know because people on social media you got a bunch of motherfuckers who sit at home and can't find nothing better to do than the prime in someone's life and nitpick at it and then, you know it could be anything i mean stupid you know internet gangsters internet bullies whatever the case you want to call them i know i just hate them motherfuckers man it's nothing worse than a fucker that always feel the need to express their opinion on things whether they know about it or not um it wasn't she didn't purposely leave them out i mean a lot of times man we Get to speaking about people in the sense of yeah, I want to give a shout out to A, B, and C, X, Y, and Z. People make speeches when they win awards and all of that shit, and you don't always have time or thinking about putting everybody in there. Now I know what people probably be saying, but Black, that's his parents, and I get that, and I get that. But what you guys don't know is that Kobe Bryant, uh, prior to his death hadn't spoken to his parents for seven years because his mother and father was trying to sell some sports memorabilia and i think they were going to pocket the money themselves but when kobe found out about it and and uh you know took the case to court to keep them from actually selling the memorabilia then that's when they started speaking about what well, was going to be done for charity and all of these kinds of things now listen i other than that 
that's all the information I have as to why Kobe Bryant hadn't spoke to his parents in seven years. Now, just because their relationship was strained, I'm not going to sit here and accuse Vanessa of purposely leaving them out because the relationship between her husband and their parents was estranged. You know, and you guys got to understand that she wasn't just doing a eulogy for Kobe Bryant. She was doing a eulogy for her daughter as well, which I'm quite sure it was harder to do the eulogy for her daughter than it was Kobe. You know what I'm saying? And and, and, and not only that, you know, this the, the social media thugs, they went after LeBron James because when the cameras were showing ex-ball players and current ball players, nobody saw LeBron James. And LeBron didn't want the cameras on him because he wanted it to solely be about Kobe Bryant. They didn't want, he didn't want the cameras to be placed on him every 10 seconds, every 20 seconds. You're taking away from what's really going on there. And I'm like, who the fuck are these social media people who, first of all, don't have a heart. Second of all, don't have a fucking brain in their head. And if they do, it's probably the size of a pea. Or maybe even smaller in mustard seed. Who knows? But I just, you know, and, and, and you know, the social media bullies, man, I mean, they've, they've attacked Dwayne Wade's son in the past couple of weeks. And they've just been on a, 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 a rampage of late, man, you know. But at some point in time, it'll probably die down. And, and, and you know, they'll find somebody else to fuck with, man. It, it's just sad, though, you know what I'm saying? Like, this lady is doing a eulogy. She just lost. She lost her husband and her daughter in a plane in a in a helicopter crash. What part of that do you social media fuck thugs, bitch asses don't get? What part of that don't y'all get? This shit is crazy, man. But yo, um, does anybody drink Miller Lite? Because if you do drink Miller Lite, you're gonna be getting a case of it for free. On February 29th. And if you don't drink Miller Lite, then you're probably still gonna wanna make sure you get your free case on February 29th. Now, of course, you guys in America must understand that the word free means something different <laughs> in America. It doesn't necessarily mean free. And I don't really wanna say it's a catch to it, but basically, what you would have to do is uh, the, the, the um, Miller Lite. To get the free case of Miller Lite, they're going to post a uh, QR code to his IG and Twitter account. Miller Lite posted the QR code to uh, his social media accounts, and the code will take the code will take you to a site where you can submit a receipt, and and then what happens is that when you go to the store. And they scan the code with that thing that they pretty much scan all the items with. Um, you're going to be able to, you're going to have to pay for it right then and there, folks. But the whole purpose of scanning the code is that if you have a PayPal account, then what's going to happen when the, the uh, cashier scans the code, the money, how much it costs, is going to go directly to your PayPal account. Now, they didn't say if it was going to go directly there you know minutes from the time you make the purchase hours or days or anything like that but they're calling it free and it seems that all you have to do is go to either instagram or twitter 
and uh, Miller Lights Instagram or t- Twitter account, and uh, you know, download the QR code and you know, go to the store and see what happens. I'm not a I'm not a beer drinker. You know, I can you know buy a six pack today and we have at least four of them fucks in the refrigerator come Sunday. You know, I just don't drink beer like that. So me personally. This is not something for me, but just in case any of my listeners love to drink Miller Lite, Miller Highlights, Steel Reserves, or whatever, you can go and get you a free case of Miller Lite as long as you have an Android or a smartphone or an iPhone to where you can get the QR code. And uh, if you got flip phones, then you just shit out of luck. <laughs> and I don't want to hear nothing about nobody not having flip phones flip phones because I got a couple of friends in their 50s that have a fucking flip phone man so yeah the return of Freaknik this summer coming back to the ATL now it's been a long hiatus since the last Freaknik if I'm correct I think the last one was like 1996 because I was mad as hell when I moved to Georgia that following summer and it wasn't gonna be no Freaknik I was like damn but uh this one right here is going to be a three-day festival. It's going to start June 19th all the way through the 21st at the Cascade Driving Range in Southwest Georgia. Now, there's going to be a bunch of artists there. The ones that they named were Project Pet, Uncle Luke, DeBrett, Foxy Brown, and many, many more. And, you know, I think that's going to be a real good hit, um, headliner. The thing is, is that all of those artists right there are p- pretty much in my age group. You know, Uncle Luke is probably a little bit older than me. I'm 42 years old, so I got Uncle Luke being, what, late 40s, early 50s, if that. But nevertheless, um, it's going. It's the show, the three-day event is designed for people 18 and older. So it's going to be all types of age groups there and it's going to be some, you know, musicians there for people in their, you know, 50s and 60s and things like that, too. So once again, the Freak Neek is going to be back this June from the 19th to the 21st. So uh, y'all can, you know, prepare early. You got a few months now that you know about it to prep yourself just in case you may want to go. And uh, see the sights and sounds of the Freak Neek. And they're not even calling it the Freak Neek. I think they're calling it uh, Freak Jam or something like that. But nevertheless, um, it's back. And it's back for three days. And I think it's going to be a smash. I think each day, you know, people are going to get their money's worth. And it's going to be God knows how many venues out there, food stands, you know, things to eat things to drink candy all that kind of good stuff so you know live music alcohol so like it's gonna be a damn good three-day party yo and uh i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna be there but hey who knows between now and june 19th anything could happen guess what y'all another goddamn stripper (laughs) another stripper (laughs) has fallen Jesus Christ, man. Now, this one right here took place in London. All right? But it wasn't the female stripper this time. It was the male stripper. And uh, apparently, the 
pole separated itself. It collapsed from the uh, ceiling. And this pole fell into the audience. And it hit a 75-year-old woman in the head. Now, I know y'all probably like, damn, she too old to be at a damn strip club. No, she ain't. But she wasn't there by herself. Actually, her daughter had a party. And I guess... You know, she had paid for the strippers to perform on stage. And that's why the 75-year-old lady was there. But the stripper, uh, the guy, he uh, broke his leg in two different places, man. So they didn't say exactly how high he was in the air. But, you know, to break your leg in two different places, you know, and you had to probably fall just as... Uh, hard and just as high in the air as the female stripper that fell that took place a couple weeks ago. Now she vowed to never dance again. She said she gonna find her something else to do. So now I'm kind of interested in this male stripper in the sense of what's his plans after you know his leg heal or whatever. I'm also interested to see if he gonna get a GoFundMe page so that you know taxpayers can pay for his hospital bill like they did the female stripper i know i'm not i didn't donate a dime to the female stripper and i'd be damned if i donate one to him you know what i mean um these type of things happen sometimes when you're you know in that profession you know but accidents happen on every job and uh, i'm just glad that the two strippers that actually fell you know i mean i don't you know broken bones are harsh enough but at least nobody died you know no one was paralyzed or anything like that and you know from my understanding the 75 year old woman appears to be doing pretty good now she was rushed to the hospital at the same time and she was uh diagnosed with a concussion i'm not sure if it was a mild one or a severe one but uh yeah uh uh another stripper folks so that's like two in the past what three weeks two three weeks or something like that so stay tuned because this could be the year <laughs> of the stripper in ways that no one expected i swear so did anybody hear about the the the, the situation that took place in florida and uh uh I think it was an elementary school in florida where this little six-year-old girl little six-year-old black girl uh was acting out and if i'm correct she kicked or punched like a teacher's aide or something like that and nothing for them to do but to call the cops on the little girl you know and that wasn't even as fucked up as that sound it wasn't even the most fucked up part the most fucked up part is when the cop came he had the audacity to put the little girl in zip ties with her hands around her back and zip tied her arm, her, her arm, her wrist. And you can hear that little girl pleading to not put her in handcuffs. You can hear, I mean, you can hear the fear in her voice, man. And I felt so bad for her. I felt so bad for her, I almost cried. Cause I'm like, God damn, man. Are you, I mean, are you fuckers that really cold hearted? You know, and, 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 and what is up with this state of Florida? Because this is not the first time I've heard them take a child. And when I say child, I'm not talking about like a 16, 17 year old adolescent. I'm not even talking about somebody that's 12 or 13, but I'm talking about someone that's in single digits. You know, 
the type of kid that still believe in things like the tooth fairy and the Santa Claus and shit like that. Nothing but pure innocence. And 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 second of all, you know, there is no such thing as a bad child, but it is a such thing as bad parenting. A child doesn't come out the womb bad and evil. It's the things that the mother and father allow their kid to do, not saying that, you know, this is a bad child, not even saying that her parents uh, had bad parenting skills. You know, and to be honest with you, I don't even think that was the case here. But the thing that gets me with this fucking state of Florida, man, it's almost like you can do whatever the fuck you want to do to black people anytime that you fucking feel the need. This is the same fucking state that Trayvon Martin was shot in because he had a bag of Skittles in his hand and George Zimmerman, Zimmerman basically just didn't like him. It's the same motherfucking state when back in slavery, they used to feed the fucking alligators black babies. It's the same fucking state that has a stand your ground law, which is nothing wrong with that. But if you remember a case from about a year ago when a stupid ass white man decided to argue and try to attack a woman because she parked in the handicapped parking space. Now, he didn't even need the fucking parking space. So the boyfriend comes out the store to see what's going on. He pushes the motherfucking dude away from his car. Okay. The dude falls on the ground. The black dude steps backwards and then turns his back to the white dude. And that's when the white dude fell for his life. When the brother's back was turned. Not when the brother pushed him. Not when the brother was looking at his ass. You know, when the brother took steps backwards and then turned his back to get in the car. That's when this guy felt like his life was threatened. I don't know what the fuck they drinking in the water down there, man. But... It need to be some real hardcore changes down there. This little girl was six years old. Okay, she threw a temper tantrum. She may have hit the fucking teacher's aide or teacher, whatever the case may be. But let's just keep it 100. How fucking hard can a six-year-old kid hit? Can a six-year-old kid hit a grown-up hard enough to make that grown-up call the police? And, and, and the sad part about it is that the school system... And the fucking teacher, teacher aide, whoever. They took the last option possible and made it the first one. You could have easily put her in timeout. You could have easily told her, okay, when it's snack time, you won't get one. Or you could have did the most mature thing you could have possibly done and just gave her mother and father a phone call. See, the... You know, little Timmy can run around and act out, hit the fucking teacher, spit at her and some more shit. Probably even tell her he a killer. And the first thing the teachers would do, a call a parent and discuss it with them and then give her some advice in the sense of, well, maybe he has HDAD and all this kind of shit. Maybe he needs to be on Ritalin and maybe this and maybe that. Coming up with all types of solutions. But the moment a little black girl six years old throws a temper tension you fucks want to call the fucking police you want to call the police these type of issues has to stop man I'm I'm, I'm, I'm furious you know in the words of, in, the, in, the, in the word in the name of Stephen A. Smith this is asinine this is asinine how can a teacher sleep at night? 
how can the fucking police that actually put the fucking zip ties on her because I'm not going to give him a pass pass neither at some point in time you have to understand doing your job doesn't always mean do your job sometimes you have to throw in some common sense you just do this shit is crazy I'm tired of hearing about stories like this but I'm going to continue to report stories like this not so much that people may want to hear it, but the fact that it just need to be out there. These type of stories don't need to be swept up under a carpet. This shit has to end. This is this is racism on at its at its highest. Racism at its highest. Come on, y'all. Six years old. And not one fucking time did it occur to you to call the child's mother. Not one time. Not one time did it occur to you to put the kid in time out. Not one time did it occur to you to, to, to send the, you know, walk the kid to the office. Not one fucking time. Not one time. The only thing popped up in your white privileged mind was to call the fucking cops. And then the fucking police come out there. And the first thing the cop wants to do is arrest the child. For what? So you mean to tell me this 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 adult teacher aide or teacher, whatever whoever the fuck it was, you mean to tell me y'all gonna press charges, assault charges on a six-year-old kid? Is that what y'all are telling me? I swear, man, this shit is it's 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 crazy, man. I swear. The world is crazy. America is even more crazy. I don't understand it, but we must continue to unite. Black, white, yellow, doesn't matter. We must continue. If if everybody and this is no this is no PR shit, y'all. You know what I'm saying? For anybody that knows me, know that I'm not a PR guy. Public relations. Say the right thing just to look good. That's not who the fuck I am. I speak, I speak from the truth. That's all I give y'all when I'm doing these podcasts is, is my honest, I, I, I be as honest as can possibly be, as truthful as can possibly be. And as I say many a times in my podcast, if you disagree with anything I say, feel free to email me, Nikoi Rudolph, yahoo.com. Feel free to hit me up on Facebook. Nikori Rudolph. Feel free to go to anchor.fm slash clockwise. Leave a message amongst other podcast platforms that I'm on. I don't run away from it. I don't shy away from it. I run directly to it head on. Because these issues has to be tackled. And people has to keep talking about these things and bringing social justice and social awareness to everybody until everybody gets the fucking picture no one race is better than the next no one race is superior over another despite what you may have been told in your history books parents, teachers whatever the case no race is better than than any other race no one particular person is better than anyone else 
And it's time everybody start thinking like that, yo. Because if we don't, it, 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 the United States is just going to continue to be even more chaotic, more frustrating, more anger. It's going to build up to something going to pop off in a manner that is going to change America forever. Now, what it may be, I am not sure. But at some point in time, this shit is going to get to a boiling point. And you know what happened to a pot that's left on the stove too long while boiling. It's going to overflow. Whatever's in there is going to overflow. It's your boy, y'all. B to the L-A, double K-A, Blacker. And I want to thank y'all for listening to The Sixth Sense. Peace.